Hello, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today at the Bounce is Real podcast, we have a returning guest. It's my man, Sean Garvey, once again, ladies and gentlemen. Sean, how are we doing today? I'm great. I can't wait to do another episode. I'm happy for you to be here. Uh, We just want to do another episode here to kind of uh, talk some hoops and cantaloupes here. I know uh, playoffs is around the corner. Um, We've been watching a ton of games this year, probably more than I've ever had here to different age groups and different teams and different schools. And so we're going to try to dive into that as well as kind of talk about the different programming that we have coming up here, uh, especially during the spring break. So make sure you stay tuned to the end for that. Um, but Sean, I'm going to start off right away and kind of just talk about the state right now of hoops here in Kamloops. What have you seen so far uh, this year? It's been kind of crazy to, just to see a definite number one team that hasn't been really, hey? Not really at any of the levels. Uh, yeah, you, as you said, you and I have been in more gyms than we probably have, which, <laughs> which is saying something because we've been in a lot of gyms over the years. But the neat part from the Northern Bounce Club is those kids are reaching out to us saying, hey, I played this time, I played this time, come watch. So, man, we've probably seen every every team in the league. And, um, you know, that that senior boy level is pretty exceptional. Like the program, all five of the schools I said in the last podcast were are really putting an effort in to develop really good basketball. And, you know, at that AAA level, especially, you know, Valley View, Sally, South Cam are all, like, they've all beaten each other. They're all competing with Vernon Secondary to try to get one berth out of the Valley. So it's going to be really, really exciting. And, you know, I was just up at the Sally-South Cam game, and it was a, it was a packed gym at Sally. So it's it's really neat to see where we're at in basketball. And then, you know, Merritt, Merritt's, program on the rise they just lost west side in the double a and west side's going to go and be the favorite to win the valley so the, at the senior level and the boys it's it's very very healthy what has uh surprised you any teams really surprised you like i know we're talking about in that triple a division it's so tough i've been there before coaching only one berth um which they do deserve more because a lot of talented teams here but anyone really surprise you this year on, on how they're playing uh, that AAA boys level, no, not really. Um, you know, they, there's a lot of talent throughout those three schools. Um, they all do a good job. They all have a, a basketball first focus. And, you know, I think it's I think it's where it, it should be. I think there's a few games that I was a bit surprised at the results. Uh, but for the most part, it's kind of where it should be. Um, you know, the, the, the real shock for me is at the grade eight boy level, which I'm coaching at, is there's there's three schools that are that are that are, I think are a little bit ahead of everybody. And, but, you know, and Sally and Brock are running really good grade eight teams, and they're probably the two favorites to win at that level. And then junior boys, same sort of thing. NorCam's solid, Sally's solid, SouthCam's solid. Westside has got those big brutes that played for us in Northern Bounce, so they've kind of separated themselves. But junior boys basketball, it's any given day, right? Like, that's that's so true. Junior boys basketball is any given day, depending on what side of the bed the people wake up at. Yeah, and you know you, you you can't count on a guy making a lot of free throws. You're not going to count on guys making threes. So if a team gets hot, you can win that game. And so um, on the boys' side, Camelot basketball is really really healthy. Yeah. Um, do you think right now there is a favorite for each division? Like I know you said Brock is in that grade eight. Uh, they have a lot of great kids there. They always play tough. I know Nick Sarai is coaching there, and you said the grade eight is Sahali there. Um, 
Is there one definite team out of all division that you think will, will make it to provincials this year? Well, the West Side Seniors for boys will make it for double A. Just the double A's down in the valley. It's, okay. it's not it's not top notch. Um, you know, again at the triple A boys level, any of those three schools, one of them can make it. And then, you know, as long as they get past VSS, Vernon, um, they'll make it. But there's there's no guarantee there. They, I'm pretty sure Vernon is split with all of them as well, or and, and maybe maybe I'm wrong. And then in that grade eight boy level, you know, Brock and Sally can be tough. And then the the problem there is they've got to go, we've got to play the Penticton winner who will be KVR, which is Penn High's feeler. And they're they're good. They're good, eh? Yeah, they put it on us and they put it on Sahali wow. last weekend. They got a they got a point guard who's just exceptional for grade eight. So um on the boys' side, you know, the West Side seniors are probably a lock, but again, you know, there's they could have a bad game and be out. And that's then, right. And then, and then and you know, and obviously in the triple A boys level. You have you have one of those schools that are probably going to go, and then what's what's really kind of exciting is that junior boys level West Side sort of separate themselves from the other three, and there's four verse in the junior. Yeah, league. that's right. So there's a good chance for uh, you know I, I would guess that the West Side juniors will be there, but I wouldn't be surprised if South Cam Sally one of those two can squeak into one of those four spots. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that's something you and I have had a lot of experience in that junior boys Okanagans, which is really exciting because it is. unlike the other divisions. Those those crossover games have meaning. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to the senior level, and those crossover games where it doesn't really matter. We're playing for third; our season's over. But you know, like you got you've got to look at the junior valley and go. We win two games, we might be going to provincials. And, yeah, and so you know, I could see you know the 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 two schools that come out of the west zone at the junior level having a, a legit chance of making junior provincials. Which for anybody that is, I think that's the best BC tournament ran in. In the province, the junior boys tournament. The junior boys. Mm-hmm. It's thirty-two teams. It's got yeah. that. It's got that March Madness feel, and because it's junior boys, nobody really knows who's good, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, like you've seen, I, we were a twenty-two seed once and beat the eleven, or yeah, I think it was the eleven, and we've seen twenty-eight seeds win games. Oh yeah, and you have that like. Oh my goodness! Can a sixteen beat a one field? Yeah, but they don't give us much respect up here because it's the same thing that happened to me. We played uh, fourth. Kitsilano, so what is that? We were 20, 26 or something. We took him to overtime. One of our best players got injured. And it was like, we were not a 26 seed team. And it was like, come on, guys. Yeah, yeah and, you, and you're right. And, you, you know, that's one thing we've always had in Kamloops is that, hey, put a little bit of that pride on there. Mm-hmm. You know, we got, for the most part, we're, we're a bigger community, but we got small schools. And we go down there and really, really fight for our pride. And so, as I said, it's 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 a really exciting time. You know, you you guys when you went on your run to win Westside last year, that senior boys team winning, it's it's really good for our city mm-hmm. when our teams really perform well. And and that doesn't mean winning a provincial championship. That means just going down there and having a really good run. Oh, for sure, and competing and just getting that experience, especially if you're going to try to return the next year. I'm going to ask you. Um, so far, what the games you've seen has home court played an advantage here. I know I'm enjoying it. I've seen so many gyms hostile when another team is coming in. There are enemies on each school, which is something that is like getting back to what it was back in the day. Um, Some teams kind of respect each other, maybe or maybe not like each other. But my goodness, I've been seeing some rivalry and some hostile gyms. What do you think of it? I think it's great. Like I said, I was at the at the last league game, Sally versus South Cam. And it was a packed gym. I thought the, the crowd was actually really small, but it was it, the game kind of got out of hand early, and that probably took the crowd out of it. Um, you know, uh, Westside Junior Boys are hosting. Uh, you know what that gym's like. Oh man, yes, I do. And uh, we it'll be a packed gym tonight for their semifinal. 
And it'll be, if they make the final, it'll be an absolute zoo there tomorrow, which mm-hmm. is, is how basketball's played. And, you know, some people don't like it. Some adults don't like it. Some administrators don't like it. But you know who really loves it? The kids. The kids. The players. The players love it because that's what they watch on TV. For sure. They watch on TV their favorite players getting heckled, their favorite players being, you know, and especially the college basketball level in, in the States. And, you know, you'll see Kevin Durant make a bucket and he's talking to somebody. Oh, he's talking to all the people in the front row there. And unless your name's Kelly Olenek, you know, chances are we're not going to have that experience too much for our kids, right? So they they can go to a loud gym like Westside. You know, Valley View starting to get loud gym. South Camp because they play in that old barn again. Mm -hmm. Man, oh man, they had a hostile crowd for Sahali a few weeks ago. And uh, and it's good. Despite what people say, as long as, you know, the cheering is, is not... And I'm going to say it is as long as you're, they're not swearing and they're mm-hmm. not, and, and they're not racist. Yes. And let's, let's just call a spade a spade. If those two things aren't, aren't really being dialed in, who cares if they're, they're making fun of your haircut oh. or making fun <laughs> of your shoes or, you know, saying you better get in better shape, Yeah, you know, and, and, and we get too and, and parents get too bent out of shape. They do. As far as like, you know, their kid, because again, you talk to the kid and he goes, that was the fun. That was the most fun of that because I, I get to feel like a professional athlete. Right? Oh, for sure. Or I get to feel like a college athlete. I always say if they're not heckling you, then you're doing something wrong. They heckle people that they respect and know are good. If I wasn't getting heckled, <laughs> I had to pick my game up big time because I, <laughs> I wasn't doing something right because I always wanted to make sure I thrived off that. There was energy. It was directed towards me. The eyes are on me, which now took off pressure off other players, and I, I, I love that. I remember we were, my fans, our fans used to heckle you while oh. you were coaching. <laughs> and you and I chat about this, right? They'd be like, Tim, what are you drawing up in the timeout? Tim, you can't change the uh, outcome. This is my favorite. Tim, <laughs> Tim. And I'm like, hey, as long as that takes off my players, man, they, my players love that. And it's like, yeah, I'm good with that. And it, it and it's got it's getting better because I remember like some of our top teams, you know, and like the teams that you competed against, they were always jealous. Mm-hmm. They were always like, "Why can't we play in front of a crowd that's giving it to us?" Because yes. back then there was, you know, you walk into a high school gym and and Westside's coming to visit and Westside's filled their gym. Yes, and, yes, and they're jealous. They're like, "Man, it would be nice if if Sally would fill their gym and heckle us mm-hmm. and South Cam and and you know it, it trickles all the way to Fulton and Vernon and Clonan." And anywhere they go, they want to play in front of a West Side type crowd, and it, I think it's coming back. Like I yes. said, I was at I was at that Sally Senior Boys game, and it was it was a packed gym. It had a really good environment. I think if the game was closer, I think mm. it would have been a really good atmosphere. That's good. And do you know actually what has surprised me this year, especially now that I'm getting more into the high school basketball scene, is the girls' divisions. Girls are hooping. Yeah. These days, I love the rivalry. The rivalry right now, South Cam and Sahali, two top-notch senior girls team, and I'm enjoying the rivalry. I am, I am paying attention. Even this, the school I coach at right now, even at KCS or KSA, I'm watching. I'm watching West. I'm seeing um, Barrier girls just coming out there and balling, and I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it out here right now. The Valley View girls are they're, they're doing their thing. Everyone is playing basketball, and they're playing it the right way, or even not even the right way, but just just in general, they're being aggressive. I think girls are right now are t- a lot tougher than boys these days. <laughs> I, I think I had that conversation with you. They they are tough. They're being taught to be strong and tough, and I am loving it. 
it, you're, you hit it on the head. Like it's, it, it, when I say all five schools are making basketball priority, it's not just the boys. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Jody Voss, Robert Sally has been running like a top notch girls program for sure for a lot of years. Like mm -hmm. they're always at provincials. They're always tough. They've, they, I mean, they might've won the Fulton cup last six years. I like it, it's something like that. Mm -hmm. And then you got a guy who, you know, how much respect I have for Del Kormaninsky. Oh, hundred percent. When he made the switch over to girls, he's won two provincial championships. Mm -hmm. South camp girls are always tough. They're always well taught. Um, Valley View's always run a, a good program and, mm -hmm. and, and they're starting to step up. We saw that with our bounce girls that won, you know, I think they won the junior Fulton cup mm -hmm. and, and even like school like Westside, which, which really didn't have a girls program all of a sudden super competitive yes, they at are. the junior level, super competitive at the grade eight level. And, and, and it's good. And all the schools again are putting in that effort. And the biggest thing is finding those volunteers, uh, those volunteers or the teachers that are coaching those teams and building programs the right way, getting them on the same page, getting them in sync. Mm -hmm. And that was something Sahali. And then when Dell came, you know, those two schools, I think did a better job mm -hmm. in the girls. They just sort of, you know, made everything unified teaching what they wanted to teach from the grade eight level so that they're not teaching at the grade 12 level. But yeah, man, I, I mean, I, I said this on the last podcast, like that Fulton cop, that pretty much every level was like, wow, like there's teams from all five schools mm -hmm. with some serious hoopers, girls and boys. And you know what, I, what we've seen from coaching a little bit of the girls we've had at Northern balances these girls want to be coached. They want to be coached and they want to be coached hard. And I'm, like I said, I love it. I always, I talk to you all the time. Like coaching girls is one of my, probably one of my favorite things. Uh, you can be sarcastic with them. They tell you, I'm sorry, that you, they do exactly what that you say. So even if in a game they're doing something wrong, you look, well, I didn't teach that. And you can literally see more of your coaching styles with them. And they're right now, they are resilient. And I'm, like I said, I'm so, I love it. I love watching it. Yeah, and, it, and it's exciting because when, when we are walking in these gyms, I was, like I said, I was at the South Cam Junior Boys game, I think, and and one of our Northern Balance moms came up and said, hey, these girls want to know and want to make sure that Northern Balance is, is going to the places with the boys that they are with the girls. And I said, yeah, that's for the sure. plan. And she goes, well, we're coming to play. Mm -hmm. And um, that's that's really exciting for us that we can, we can offer that for the, what we did for the boys last year. We can offer for the girls and, uh, and really hit the ground running on that. Yeah. I'm no, I'm so excited for this spring. And like I said, w w I'll get into some of the dates and important dates for those, for that. Cause I know a lot of people are wondering, um, and we got to make sure we get the information out there. Um, but yeah, the, the girls program, especially with, you know, coach Emma there, which the girls absolutely love. I think first one's going to be Calgary, I believe in May. Yep, I believe that's the first one we're taking to the girls' Genesis tournament. They are in for Fraser Valley, and then I think Coach Emma is looking into Scottsdale, Arizona as their patron. No, so that's that's going to be the, like similar to us last year with Vegas. That's going to be player dependent, how committed they are, what we see. Um, but that's a really good capper for them is is if they can get down there because we know how valuable that trip was for us. So. Um, yeah, they're going to the Genesis, which is really exciting because that's a tough tournament to get into. We were fortunate enough to get in there in our first year. Mm -hmm. We're going back with both teams. Um, Emma's excited. We've got some more, maybe some possible other announcement for our girls programming. I'm excited. Great. So, mm -hmm. um, when we lock those things in, we'll be for sure to tell everybody. Good. Let's get into some, uh, important dates. What do you think? Let's do it. All right. Uh, tell us, man, what's coming up right now for Northern Bounds. I know it's basically just a month away here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's creeping up on us, right? And um, when the high school season starts to dwindle down, it's why Tim and I are so focused on who's going to provincials. So, That's right. Um, we want to give the kids a little bit of, uh, little bit of time to, to take to themselves after their season winds down. But then we're, we're diving in spring break. That's the initial plan uh, for our ID camps. 
Um, and it, and again, it's open to anybody that's interested everybody, in the program. Like, everybody. Yeah. People get the wrong idea. It's, oh, it's just going to be select people's. No, it's open to everybody. We yeah. always have a spot. That's especially last year. Whoever came, we have it there. We just want the ID camp to see the interest. And so you guys can get, also gather information. We have some parents meetings as well and just kind of lay out how, how Northern Mounts is trying to look like for the next couple months. Yeah, like that's that's the exact same for the ID camp is A, it's it, to me it serves two purposes. Kids, if you haven't played for us yet. That's right. And you see big scary Sean or big scary Tim yelling <laughs> on the sideline, come and meet us. Yeah. You know, come find out what we're about. See if it's for you. That's the number one thing of ID camp. And then the second part of us is we need to know the numbers. Yes. Because we're not going to we're not going to let kids slip through the gaps. We're not going to like every kid can come if they're interested in expanding their game. And we will make it work. Yes. And, and how that looks right now, you and I don't know. Mm-hmm. But last year was pretty smooth. We were able to fill those four teams pretty easy. And we're looking to fill U11 all the way to U18. And and that I'm super excited for that U18 team because Caleb Grimaud announced on your show that he's coming That's back. That's right. To, he's coming CGI. back. CGI. Yeah, coming back to play for us. You know, and, and what excites that about me is that, you know, yeah, okay, he's the best player in Cal's. Yeah, he got a scholarship to Trinity Western. But he's looking to get better. So he's looking he, to get better. So that he can play next year, mm-hmm. not be, not be, because for those that don't know, that, that I don't care who you are. That first year, whether it's Kelly going to Gonzaga, me going to UCC, Spencer Ledoux going to UNBC, Josh Wolf from going to U of Calgary, it is a difficult year. Yeah. Your first year soccer, I guarantee, didn't go as smooth as you thought it was as a kid. No. So here's Caleb going, we're, I'm going to get better. And mm-hmm. so when Caleb says I'm playing on that U18 team, well, so many of those guys are coming back. Cole Spenny, Jeremy McKinnis, Jerry McKinnis, you know, and Raiden, hopefully um, Wyatt even. Yeah. yeah, and and so that U18 team will be well. Why why it was already a U18? Oh my man, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he'll come back and help coach us up. Eh? If we can make room for him, we will come manage us up there. <laughs> coach Phil Potts too, baby. Coach Phil Potts has got to come back too, and. And that's the biggest thing I think we're is is we're not going to lose those kids, you know, just because they've aged out or anything like that. So it's really exciting for that U18 team because there's a couple more kids that, you know, we're not going to announce, but we, we've got them ID caps. We've got them, we've got them getting college looks that yes. were, I don't think they were going to get before sort of joining the family. And, and that's not anything that we did. That's just them putting in the work and going, hey, all of a sudden, you know, maybe this is an option for me. For sure. And if they didn't put the work in, they wouldn't have that option, but we're able to give them that little extra push, I think. It is, but, you know, I always say, too, kudos to you, Garv, is when people ask to say, hey, you know, a person like a Caleb Grimaud or somebody that's looking to play next level, you do have those connections with so many coaches around the province. You're one of the most connected person. But the thing is, the coaches that you talk to respect you and respect your how should I say, knowledge of basketball if these guys can play to the next level. It's not just anyone that you'll put on your name because, once again, it is a reflection of you. And you'll say, well, this person could be ready now or this person needs a little bit of push, but he's worth the the risk. And that's huge for somebody because if all of a sudden someone who, who, who wasn't being sought after high school throws in the tape or you just your tape gets lost and everyone else but you're able to give a little push to say hey you know what have a look at this person this is what the strength he's going to fit in your program or if they come to you how about this person nah, you know it's not a great fit but i know where they can fit in so i think that's kind of where your strength and where you uh actually help our club kind of excel in that 
you have that sort of connection with other people that kind of respect your decisions and kind of your basketball senses. Well, I appreciate that. And that, that's just, that's a lifetime being yeah. in the game. Right. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and you know, this in the game, whether, whether we're just talking locally, which I love, I love the idea of this podcast being so focused on local basketball, but if you start feeding lies, mm-hmm. you lose all credibility. And I'm not, I'm not saying when a coach says, Hey, this kid is an X level kid. Obviously you're going to support your kids and you're going to try to, you know, help them with their dreams. But if you're, if you're worried about the next 10 years of kids, you need to be very careful. Yes. And that, and you, and so, yeah, you know, I've made, I've made really great friendships with university and college coaches pretty much in Western Canada. And, you know, they know that I'm not, I'm not giving them any grief. And it was, it was so funny because, you know, when Joe Davis came down the board and, you know, and he he was true and true and true. And I had just moved back from Edmonton where I built an unbelievable relationship with Barnaby Craddock. Yeah. Right. Who, who, who I, and I love coach Clark, but I, if I had to play for a guy in Western Canada, I think I would play for Barnaby. Why is that? Uh, just, just uh, when I was in those, those four years I was in Edmonton, I just loved what his program, how his teams played yeah. was number one. Um, and, uh, him as a personality is great. And that, and I have so much respect for Clark and same thing. I could play for a Scott Clark. Yes. Um, that he reminds me of Del Korbaninsky and who I, who was my, you know, top two favorite coaches that I've ever played for. So, you know, when, when I, I said to Barnaby, I said, you know, like this Joe kid, give him a look. And Barnaby kind of like played it off and he's like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. And then of course, fast forward like three years, yeah. four years. And they, and I run into him at Earl's and Kamloops and they just played the Wolfpack. And he goes, Hey, I just had Joe Davis hit 37 points worth of left-hand hooks. <laughs> you have anything coming down? Yeah, the pipe, yeah. Right. And yeah, that's right. And my exact words were to him was like, I might have a ninth grader, right? It wasn't like, Oh yeah, man, I've got a 12th grader. That's right. I might have a ninth grader. Like, we'll right. see where we're at with that. And, and so it's, you know, it's funny. Who the ninth grader, uh, do you know, remember who it was or don't want to mention any names? Cause it wasn't Spenny cause Spenny, no, oh, Spenny was, Spenny was a little bit older than then. Yeah. Um, the ninth grade and Spenny, I think it actually, no, Spenny had already committed to UNBC. Oh, okay. Cause I actually did try to message uh Barnaby on Spen and he never got back to me. See, that's another loss of them too yeah. as well. Yeah. And then uh, the ninth grader actually was a kid named Zach Anderson. Okay. And I don't mind mentioning that. He shortly right after that quit for rep hockey. Oh, okay. And, uh, he was, he, I just saw something like special and I was like, you know, he could be, he would have been on that West side team that just won. Wow. But, and he was the best guy. Wow. Like grade eight and nine. And he was, he was leaning, like I remember talking to his family and he was leaning towards playing basketball. And, you know, I think dad was a big hockey guy. And, yeah. And Hey, I mean, it, I think it worked out for him. I said, I think he played in the camel storm or something and, you know, probably loved his decision, but that's right. He was the kind of the next guy that I saw coming. And, and then after that, it's been, you know, Caleb Grimaud has kind of been on our eyes since about grade 10. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think in getting back to before we lose point, but getting back to it is like, it doesn't matter what coach you are. And now that I'm sort of coaching in the city, you know, I have an opportunity to promote more guys Yes, and, you know, and help more guys. And, and again, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, right? Like, Hey, yes. you know, I, I, we still get, I still get parents asking me, Hey, what about my kid? What about my kid? And mm-hmm. I encourage anybody come, come talk to me. Come talk. Cause, but just be prepared for maybe an answer you don't like. Yeah. But. You know, we've, we, we've got some good kids. We got, there's some opportunities there. And, there is. And we'll, we'll talk to the right bodies. And I was just talking to a parent about another kid, like I said, that we're going to send ID camp mm. and we think he's a good fit and he's got to go and work though. Like, he this, has to go this, to work. This isn't a scholarship. This is go and see if they like you. And, um, you know, there's a couple other kids that have put up some really good numbers and they're like, Hey Garv, what do you think? We're, we're throwing out tape and, and tape is so funny because 
dang, I'm almost 40 and I can put together a tape that makes me look pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> the Garvey mixtape, man. Uh, they'd be like, the, the first thing they'd say is the guy's got to get in shape and you're yeah. looking at me at 40. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, anybody can put a tape together in a highlight tape. And, and so coaches, like you said, the tapes get lost. The right? tape gets lost, man. You know, and they need, they need a reference point. And, you know, I remember an agent when I was, when I was thought about going overseas. And the agent said, listen, I don't want a highlight tape. No. I want your best game. Yeah. I want a, a, an average game. And I want your worst game. That's right. And I had to send in those three tapes. And, you know, my best game, I look pretty good. Yeah. My worst game, ooh, he's probably thinking I don't want to bring this guy on. That's right. So... Um, that like that's the tapes are funny, right? And if the coaches are good, they know who you are. They know who you are, right? And and so these guys are that's their job, mm-hmm. you know. If it, whether it's Bradley Craddock at U of A, Mark Few at Gonzaga, mm-hmm. you know Kevin Hats and Scott Clark, they know you. Mm-hmm. Scott Clark might you know might not be in the gym every day. Mm-hmm. He knows who's good in this. Season. He knows exactly who is. You know, and and he's got the feelers out there, and Scott's done a really good job of of branching out and getting to know the coaches a bit. So where he can phone a Ryan Porter, a Tim and a Sean Garvey, a, a Dean, um, a Corey Amoka, Del Cormans can say, who's good. Yeah. You know, and it's up to you whether you want to make sure that your kids, like your future kids have a chance. Yeah. Because if you promote a kid, that's just not there. Credibility true. gone out yeah, the window. Gone. No, that's right. Yeah. Well, Garv, man, Always a pleasure to have you on the Balance is Real podcast. I really, really appreciate the knowledge you bring to this. Like I told you, there's no guest better than you to know the city of Kamloops. Born and raised. Born and raised. Born and raised. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's a wrap right now for our episode of The Balance is Real. Make sure you have yourself a great weekend. And make sure you check out the website, www.northernbounce.com. Make sure you click the Kamloops section and stay tuned for our spring break ID camp. That's all. That's a wrap. Make sure you have a great weekend.